I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about getting the love you want. Now, Getting the Love You Want is a book by a therapist that I really love and I think Margaret really likes his work too. Yes. His name is Harville Hendricks and um, Margaret is going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that he teaches um, because we find that it's really effective in understanding attachment and right. relationships. Right. Now, Dr. Hendricks is not the easiest guy to decipher. No, he's no. not. He gave me a headache, I told Craig, but it was worth it. For Margaret to get a headache, you know <laughs> it's tricky because she reads everything. <laughs> anyway, um, I never met Harville Hendricks, but I have chatted with him on the elevator when mm -hmm. I was attending the same conference he was speaking at. At that time, I had no idea how good he was or I would have been at his seminar yeah. that I didn't know at the time but he was very pleasant on the elevator just so you know yeah and he just he just seems like a really guy great right. guy um, but he wrote a book called getting the love you want in 1988 that was a New York Times bestseller and that doesn't happen very often with that kind of book and I do believe he just updated the book did he a few months yeah. ago yeah I do believe um, that's great and he also developed what they call imago therapy mm -hmm. and I will do some work on that and I will talk with you about that when yeah. I've had a chance to do it. This man has a PhD in theology and psychology. Now mm -hmm. this is a combined degree and he's married to a woman with whom he works named Helen and she has a PhD in church history. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to think about their dinner conversation, <laughs> okay? Certainly deep stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't. A lot more than just past the salt, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Uh, here are some of his thoughts on relationships. What is a healthy relationship, he asks. Or better yet, what about a fantastic relationship? Mm -hmm. Well, he talks about the stages of relationship, as many people do. The first stage is attraction, mm -hmm. and that kind of feels like, I feel like I've known this person forever. There's just something about that. And that's part of where we get our theory on that. The attraction is somebody because they remind you of your caregiver. Absolutely through right. Through Harville's stuff. Yeah. Harville has a good understanding of Freud. Absolutely. Um, then comes commitment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's go steady. Mm -hmm. um, and the minute commitment becomes involved, the unconscious mind says, what's this? Mm -hmm. Commitment? What? I thought I had options here. Hmm, what is this? Um, and if I commit to this person, how am I going to get my needs met? Okay? And we all do think that way. That's how we're programmed. Mm -hmm. We're not just being selfish. Then we become a little bit disillusioned because this person isn't going to meet all my needs. Nor am I going to meet his or hers. No. 
Um, so that's a little bit dis disillusioning. And, and, and it's, I, I think that's like a major thing that people don't really think about is, you know, if you're single and you could date around, you could get your needs met through, you know, as many people as you wanted to go out sure. with. Uh, whether that meant, you know, yeah. sex or for dating or going on fun dates. Conversation. And, you know, yeah. maybe you date one girl who likes to go dancing and another girl who likes to ride go-karts, but neither of them wanted to do both. So yeah. you're okay. Yeah. But if you're with one person and you're like, hey, let's go dancing. And they're like, I don't like dancing. And then you're like, well, let's go go-karting. No, I don't like that either. Oh, man. Now you're with somebody who doesn't want to do either of those things. Right. So the minute, I hadn't thought about it quite that way. So the minute you talk about commitment, you say, wait a minute. You're giving up some of the things. That's right. You're going to have to compromise on some of the stuff that That's you great. like. That's great. Is it great? Yes. <laughs> the, the great that we pointed it out. The way you explained it is great. But not so great when you're going through it. So then you get a little bit nervous and your unconscious says, are you sure you know what you're doing? And then we have a power struggle. And most couples, people talk about a power struggle and Harville calls it we will fight till death do us part <laughs> that sounds about right okay um, and he's saying that all of us in a in a relationship what all of us want is safety and the dissolution of anxiety yes that is true that's key yeah okay safety and the dissolution of anxiety the dissolution of anxiety dissolution yeah. he likes to refer to dynamic safety which means that as long as we're together nothing bad is going to happen and that's why you know i tried to talk to you guys about you want to make your partner feel safe that's right like especially and we did a video on this recently for right. guys that I think there's a lot of pressure on men to make the woman feel like she's safe. Right. right. And there are women who are, you know, and women, I think, have to work pretty hard sometimes to help a guy feel safe kind of opening up, you know? Differently. Yes, yeah. slightly different. Um, I need to know that Craig is going to defend the cave mm -hmm. and, and keep everything straightened out, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to have to convince him that it's okay to talk to me about how he feels about missing that last woolly mammoth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It was too small. Yeah, what, what, why bother? Yeah. I was going to wait till it got bigger. All right. As we begin to feel safe and connected, then some separation anxiety comes up. So you get the balance here. As soon as we start to get closeness, we get a little bit nervous that we might need some space. And the minute we feel connected, then, then we're going to get a little bit of separation anxiety because what if that goes away? It's such a delicate balance. It really is. It really is. Um, and he says, and it makes sense to me, we have all suffered a major rupture in relationship from the time when we felt safe, connected, alive, and we don't want to go through it again. And when would that have been, do you think? When we felt safe, connected, and alive. It would be prenatal, we, pre we birth when we were in the womb <laughs> right and all our needs were met and the temperature was just right and we were literally connected by the umbilical cord yep yep and so this being born thing is has never been wonderful they say you know we go we go from this absolutely wonderful place to a cold place where it's air-conditioned and people slap you in the minute you show up it does, it's not great yeah okay so he says we spend our lives trying to find a relationship that won't rupture like this one did mm -hmm. all right 
Yeah, because his theory is that, and this is me thinking about videos from a while ago, mm -hmm. uh, all the issues that we have in relationships are with ruptured connection. Yes. Right? And then as soon as we get that anxiety... That's the, where the anxiety comes from, yeah. Mm -hmm, we start to do different things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if we're feeling smothered and trapped, we try and distance ourselves. Right. We live in the constant dance between wanting to be connected and also independent. And I maintain that if we're willing to work at it, we can have it both ways. How yeah. often have you ever heard that? Yeah. We're always told you can't have it both ways. Well, yes, you can. All right. And, you know, when people have had trauma in their life, they get very sensitive to the smallest disconnect. Absolutely. I just talked to a Absolutely. guy today that the girlfriend, she must have had quite a trauma history because it didn't matter where he went or what he did, she was angry. He, his mother had surgery. He had to go to her and take care of her on the weekends because she had a major surgery. Yeah. She was angry at him. She didn't offer to help. She wow. didn't offer to go. She was angry at him. He likes to do martial arts. She gets angry at him. He has a son he spends time with. She gets angry with him. I said, literally every single thing that you do, every minute that's taken away from her, yeah. she gets anxious, angry, manipulative, controlling. She's doing a lot of who could live drugs. With that? And who I said, could live with I that? said you yeah. can't live with this. No, nobody could. And I, I really tried to help yeah. him understand. Yeah. And um, I think he probably is going to start to think about it. Because he, he thought it was his fault. Oh, dear. Oh, she's very good then. Oh, she's and I told him. very manipulative. She made him think it was his fault. She probably was trained by the best. Yeah. If and she has a trauma history. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure it was really rough. And I said, it, this was not your fault. No. And no. he felt guilty because she would push him and push him and say horrible things to him. I mean, one, and one woman was in front of a neighbor. I won't repeat what it no. said. Uh, but it basically insulted how much of a mama's boy he was. It was pretty brutal. Ooh. And um, I'm like, and then he would retaliate. And I'm like, of course, you were hurt. You were angry. She was embarrassing you in front of other people. And he felt guilty. I'm like, but it sounds to me like you were doing these things in response to her anger and hostility. N not because you were and he still, causing it. And he still loved her after all that. He did. Oh, honey, don't dump him. And he still really wanted to work <laughs> it out. I'm like, oh, this is such God a... God love him. Yeah. He's going to have to be honest with her, though. Yeah. All right. So. All right. So Henry, Anyway, the point was the, how the people act when they have the ruptured connection yeah, and the anxiety. Ruptured connection, yes. And we all have it. Now, there have been various people over the years who have looked very hard at the birth experience and what it means to us as human beings. Um, some of them have been sensible and some of them have been not. Um, there was something called primal scream therapy I remember a that. few years ago that yeah, <laughs> turned out not to be a really good idea to think about. It All was right. pretty traumatic, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. It was like re causing people to get traumatized again. Yes, yeah. Primal scream therapy. I, I don't know if I want to try it. Anyway. Harville tells a story in his video that I watched about himself and his wife who were right on the verge of divorce in the 1990s. Now, you'll note they'd written this best-selling book in 1988, and they said it was incredibly embarrassing to be sitting at dinner kind of glowering at each other and thinking that the rest of the world probably thought they were the happiest people on earth. And they were on the verge of divorce, weren't they? Absolutely yeah. on the verge of divorce. 
So they decided to spend an afternoon together just to see what would happen. And of course, when somebody tells a personal story, it's always engaging. Anyway, they were walking around downtown, wherever they lived, and they went to a bookstore, which sounds like something they would do. Um, I remember this story. Yeah. And um, they were wandering around the bookstore, and they found an old book that was an astrology book. And it had a thousand pages, and they thought, what could somebody write about astrology for a whole thousand pages? And they look in it, and it says for each, if their two signs get together, it says basically that they will kill each other with negativity. Mm -hmm. In other words, till death, we will fight till death do us part. Mm -hmm. Okay? And they both said, well, isn't this cute now? Who would have thought of this? Who would have known this? And so forth. So it led them to start thinking about what else could they do about this negativity. Um, and when they stopped to think about how they talked to each other, uh, they were quite negative with each other. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't close the garage door, and you didn't do this, mm -hmm. and um, I was annoyed when you did that. He said when they really looked at the amount of negativity between them, it became very evident that they had to do something different. Oh, yeah. This is a major problem. Yeah. So they tried to switch it to positive things. And they tried that, and then they started to run out of positive things. So they said, well, they'll do one positive thing, you know, every other day, um, and so forth. And you could use some of them twice after a period of time. But anyway, that all got way too confusing. Mm -hmm. So they switched to the concept of curiosity. That instead of being negative, I'm going to be curious about you and how you see the things that we're fighting about. Curiosity is an absolutely wonderful thing. So what he recommended was that they try just being curious about how each other sees things. Yeah. Which gave them a totally new perspective on life. Because when you talk about who didn't close the garage door, it does not sound like it has a lot of meaning. Um, but when you see that your partner had a whole different interpretation of it, that makes an enormous difference. So they tried that, and things began to improve for them. Okay? So this was a whole different kind of communication. Um, and they fought less, and they were able to communicate more. Um, so that's really what they recommend if you're having a difficult time. Try being curious about each other. And I have suggested this to you guys when yes, you're meeting you somebody new. Even when I said, what's the easiest way to go out and meet new women? Just go be curious. Just, yeah. Just find out about them. Who yeah. are they? Find what it, what's intriguing about them? What's interesting about them? Yeah. What do really? You, yeah. What do you like? What do you do? And really listen. Really mean it. Yeah. 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 Really genuinely be curious. Um, yeah. What is it about this person that is fascinating or interesting? Yes. And we all have something that is. Um, and so eventually they began to see things in each other that they had never seen before. And it began to make for a whole different kind of closeness. And he says, feel free to love, to admire, to enjoy the parts of your partner that you have never developed. Yes. Okay? That is a big one. That is a big one. So 
if I'm absolutely terrible at math and science, and my partner is great at math and science, I'm going to admire that in my, par in my partner. And maybe, if I'm good, he'll teach me some stuff about it. Mm -hmm. So that in that process, we have a way of discovering parts of ourselves that we never fully developed. Yeah. Okay, so you could find a mathematician who really has a poetic soul, um, or all kinds of opposites um, that people will admire in each other. And of course we sense that on an unconscious level in the beginning, but it takes a lot of work to really get to it so we grasp it. Yeah. And so their marital dilemma was solved. And he was saying that when you get the couple coming into your office in the till death do us part fight, that you can help them because there's still some energy there. He said he gets the most discouraged when a couple comes in and all of their energy has gone into their work or into their children and there's just nothing left between them that you can do a whole lot with. So fight if you must, but at, le at least it keeps you alive. But you want to move beyond that if you want this really wonderful kind of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And he says he wants everybody not to have... Somebody was talking about having a good enough marital relationship. And he was saying, good, good enough nonsense. I want fantastic for me and for everybody else. Mm -hmm. All right? So get to know your partner in that way. That's the adventure. Yep. All right? Curiosity is huge. Curiosity and is huge. It's a very simple way of looking at things. Yes. I'm just going to be curious. Right. If you're single and you're looking to meet new people, just be curious about them. Just get to know them. What is it that fascinates them? What is it that they're interested in? What are their hobbies? What are their yeah. dreams? What are their passions? What is it about them that makes them unique? And if you can stay curious with that person and not just focus on yourself all the time, you'll find that your relationships will flourish, you know? Absolutely. And in any setting, I'm thinking of somebody um, who woke up and found one morning that I was their boss and came in and we didn't connect pretty, very well first couple of weeks. And finally, one day I asked him what he did for fun. And he was a beekeeper and he had been into it for years and he sold honey and that was his joy in life. Mm -hmm. And you know, and so forth and so on. And if I hadn't sort of in desperation asked more about him, we might never have connected. So, and I find that unbelievable. Yes, not connecting with me exactly. <laughs> and when you heard that, that must have stung. Oh, you! How could you be <laughs> so terrible? You're giving me the hives. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine uh, anybody working for you and not getting along with you. <laughs> Well, I can think of one person. Yes, you can think of one person. Or multiple in that case. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's great to be curious about people. Not for any reason, not for anything you want, but just because it's wonderful fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Okay, so hopefully you found this one helpful. Of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. Yes, feel free to sign up with me. I'd love to talk with you. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. And if you're interested in podcasts, we are now podcasting. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.